It's spooky time. Spooky time. Hey everybody, welcome to another Friday Night Frights episode of the Real DMC Podcast. DMC stands for Dave, Marks, and Colin. Hey guys, I was thinking that, you know, we're almost at the end of COVID. Maybe we should get away and do a guy's weekend. You guys want to do some spelunking? How does that sound to you as an activity? <laughs> yeah, let's just go find some random hole in the ground and jump in and see what happens. Yeah. Colin, you up for that? No. No? <laughs> Absolutely Colin, not. Colin, you, you don't strike me as a spelunker, I have to say. I would... Look, let's put it this way. I would have gone down that first hole and then called it a day. <laughs> we can get it. We can get into it because that was like a five-story drop. And like, what was the plan even at that? Oh, point I, was, I had a question out? about that. How to climb back up? Okay. Well, but before we do get too far into it, so uh, the film we are here to discuss today was uh, written and directed by Neil Marshall, uh, 2005's *The Descent*. Okay, give me a smile. Gino, are you sure we're going the right way? I've never been lost in my life. <laughs> There's only one way out of this chamber, and that's down the pipe. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> uh, some quick background on the film. So it made about $26 million in the U.S., it, and it made $57 million worldwide. Uh, the budget for it was actually 3.5 million pounds which I can't do the quick conversion, but I think that's maybe close to five and a half million or something. Um, something like that. Definitely, I remember back in the day, this movie gained a lot of notoriety on the festival circuit. So lots of people were saying uh, when they went and saw it, you know, the reports that were coming out of it was, it was a really, you know, great horror movie and intense. And, and so it, and it got a lot of play. Uh, it's originally a British film that was released in the U.S., um, does maintain a 7.2 rating on the IMDb. And Roger Ebert actually gave it four stars and had a very glowing review about it technically i don't think he actually did I, I read somewhere that he was getting surgery that week and so like one of the editors from his site did the uh, the actual review oh really yeah yeah i had not uh, had not heard that so i think it's technically like an ebert.com four-star review hmm. his name was on the um on the review though i mean look i could be wrong but that's what i read it wouldn't be the first time I read something incorrect on the internet. I think he was. I think he was a little generous with the uh, with his review. I think he called it in from the OR. Give it four stars. <laughs> Those are the meds talking. Just one thing right off the bat. Uh, so I, when I was watching this movie last night, I thought I thought it was very interesting that it, when it got to the end, it was not the ending that I recall, and I found that very confusing. And then so I went back and actually did some research. And sure enough, there were actually two versions of this film. And I originally saw, because I'd only seen this once before, I saw the original ending. And then what we saw last night or what's available on Amazon Prime right now is the U.S. release, which cuts off the last minute of the movie. So just out of curiosity, did you guys end up, did you end up watching the, because I sent you the link, but did you guys end up watching the original ending? I did. I did not. There was no extra credit specified before. Okay. I watched the movie. Oh, wait, I get extra credit? <laughs> Excellent. Well, I think that part of it is interesting because the... So what, was it a minute added after? No, so it was... A, or was it changed? It was a minute that was chopped off for the US release. At the end? Yeah, at the very end. Okay. So, so what happened? Do I get to it now or do you want to wait? Please. Because basically, yeah, yeah. It's it. So think about it where it stopped for your version and then it just keeps going for what? Is it a minute? Yeah, it's about a minute. So what did you think about that? Well, so what's really interesting well, is... what happened? Uh, so, well, what happened? 
Well, well so, so <laughs> it's we'll, gonna explain. Well, so we'll tell you. And I, I was actually when I saw this movie before, it was. By the way, yeah. In, in case you haven't like really uh, realized this yet, there are spoilers. <laughs> just, just. We want to give away the ending know. right now. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we're going to talk about the ending the, during the course of the movie. You know how she's having those visions of seeing her daughters, her daughter blowing out the birthday cake, right? So she's starting. Yeah. To, she has those visions. She, you know, has them as a dream, and then she has maybe kind of hallucinations depending on how you interpret it. At the very yeah. end of the movie, when she's sitting there and you see her, you know, she goes through the frantic escape. She gets to the car. You know, she runs to the car. She turns and sees, I guess, the ghost of Juno. That one's a little bit confusing to me. But then what happens is is she's standing there and all of a sudden she comes back to this realization that she's actually still in the cave. And what she sees as the birthday cake is the torch that she made. And so she's visualizing her daughter. So she actually never gets out of the cave at all. So she dies. So that's that's the mm. that's the difference. So it's a it's a far well, it, more it is it's it's implied that she dies because we don't actually see her die, but we do hear the creatures, you know, like more and more creatures in the in the darkness. So I guess it's implied that they're coming for her and that she will end up dying. Yeah, I just thought at the when I first saw this movie, I thought the ending had some balls. So I was impressed with it. You know, the fact that they go through this whole... Yeah, that's your third movie in a row you've used the exact same phrase. Well, I mean, so... What, I mean, what, what, so, so what phrase? Drag me to hell. Like, they kill the, a kitten, the, the right? The ending have balls. Yeah. I, oh, the I, ending I, had balls. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I was it's Dave's new catchphrase. <laughs> This Dave, movie, do you want to put your balls in it? This movie has balls. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Harris, Real DMC Podcast, coming to a movie poster near you. Um, well, the reason why I thought it was interesting is because they actually made a sequel to this movie, which Neil Marshall was not involved in at all. They gave him an executive producer credit, I think, but and he, he recommended people not watch the sequel. And what I thought was <laughs> interesting is the sequel, the description for the sequel is, Refusing to believe her story about cave-dwelling monsters, the sole survivor of a spelunking exploration gone horribly wrong is forced to follow the authorities back into the caves where something awaits. So I'm thinking, dude, it's just like aliens. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think somebody saw aliens and they're like, yeah, that's that's our plot for a sequel to The Descent. Yeah, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. I would give the authorities a big fu and tell them I don't to, think Sarah, to go check it out for themselves. Yeah, I don't think Sarah's going back down. I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't really think that the the ending of the u.s version worked either i would you agree. know so she i just kept waiting for her i i just what all that was going through my head was when she, she ran down the mountain jumped into the the suv and took off like a like a bat out of hell i just thought she's gonna die in a car accident now yeah you know like she's not <laughs> well, she's they just not that gonna, too. she's just not gonna survive she's gonna end up like you know just like her um her husband and and child they so had foreshadowing I was, I was, of that also, I was, though. Because, yeah, when? Because when she was driving, when they were driving out there, she was driving the car, and they were saying, like, oh, Sarah, slow down. You're driving yeah. kind of crazy. Yeah. So they had some, like, little foreshadowing. So I thought that would have... I wouldn't have liked it. I thought... I think they should have just ended with, like, her driving I think, off. I, I think that the, the, the um, you know, the, the truck carrying the logs should have, like, slammed into the back of her and had a, a log go through her back windshield and... <laughs> And, and like take off her head that would have been an appropriate ending i was kind of wondering if they were implying that she had some sort of a death wish or something when she was driving the car really aggressively yeah, well so if she has a death wish she she had a golden opportunity down in, in those caves yeah and um i don't think that she ended up having one well you know it's interesting because one of the interpretations of this movie is that there are no cave dwelling creatures and that it's all a hallucination and what you find out is that basically 
she goes mad when she goes down into the cave as, as sort of the, she, the final straw cracks for her. And she ends up I killing really would have, all of her, um, all of her mates down there. Yeah, I hmm. really would have liked that story better. Like, and I think they could have done a better job if they that was a focus, and then the the creatures were all just hallucinations, and they just kind of they're there but they're not. So, so hold on, I, I want to explore that, but, but but just back up a sec. So, Marcus, what do you think about the movie overall? I liked it. I thought it was really enjoyable. I thought the there's some huge flaws with the the premise, just from like. No effing way is anyone even like going like starting off on that expedition like they did. I think they could have done a better job with some of the storytelling, but I think overall it's a fun movie. It's a good horror movie. I would recommend it for sure. It's like an exciting watch. And you, Dave? Um, I actually really liked it. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good movie. I think it does a really nice job of the slow ramping tension. And I will admit that watching this movie compared to some of the other horror movies we looked at recently. I was definitely more uh, tense watching this movie, but I think yeah. it was actually the environment and the atmosphere that was created that you know sort of made you feel a little bit more tense. It wasn't so much the creatures. I actually think that almost the first you know hour of the movie with them going and getting trapped and then trying to you know fight their way you know or, or figure a way out of the caves and all that that in and of itself I think is pretty it was pretty interesting and pretty tense. You know when the creatures show up, it, it becomes a little bit of a they all they all briefly turn into Sarah Connor at the end there, which I, th- I think is kind of interesting. You know, everyone's a everyone's a, an absolute badass all of a sudden. So there's a little bit of that, but I do think that overall the movie is it works really well, and I liked it quite a bit. How about you? Yeah, that was that's what exactly what I have in my notes is like the first half is a lot stronger, and then once the creatures kind of show up, you're like, eh. You have these weird supernatural creatures, and now like I've kind of lost all some of that tension is just ruined because you you've gone beyond what might naturally happen in that situation. Yeah, so I, I think we all had the same experience and the same reaction. Because I liked the movie, and I thought it was really well made, and I loved, the, like, the, all the tension was with, with them in the caves, not knowing how they were going to get out of there, the claustrophobia. But then when the creatures show up, I just, it just kind of lost me. And, yeah. um, and because of that, I think, I feel like it's a good movie, but I didn't love it. And it was a bit forgettable because of that. I also, I have real issues with, with Juno. I think probably everyone <laughs> does, but, um, so I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure how plausible that was, but, um, yeah, I think Marcus, to your point, if it had been like all hallucination, I think it would have been much scarier. Because yeah. now she, you don't know really what is going on. And it's probably, you know, Sarah is sort of losing her grasp on reality and picking off her friends like one by one. That could have been really interesting. Well, I think you also have this really interesting dynamic with Juno. Because, right, Juno slept with her husband. Is that where we're supposed to Yeah, Yeah, uh, they were having a fair. And so now you have Juno doing this extreme cave diving experience whatever like can, can we just call juno a bitch right now because that's this is like seriously fucked up <laughs> that's beyond that's just like it's beyond irresponsible like obviously like you don't just put like six friends i love that one quote from the i forget who even said it but like i'm an english teacher not tomb raider not tomb raider <laughs> yeah <laughs> weekend warriors and saying like okay we're gonna go do like a completely unexplored cave like it no just one's seems... gonna agree to that no. Yeah. And then they, and not only that, but it's just a, so dangerous and reckless. And, you know, they file, you know, like a caving plan with the authorities so that, you know, in case they don't come back, 
they know where to look for them. They, they're looking in the wrong cave. Right. I mean, yeah. oh my God. I, I think I would have taken a pickaxe to her right at that point. Yeah. Well, so how about this? Wait, do you guys want to talk cast at all? Because yeah, let's do it. Okay, I, I don't I don't know any of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, they all did a great job. I, I have no like I didn't recognize any. I didn't uh, half the time. I didn't even know who was who. So, but yeah, I don't really know any anyone. No, and I think the characters themselves. I think you have Sarah and Juno and maybe Holly. Right? They give Holly a little bit of a you know she's supposed to be the the base jumping kind of crazy personality. You have those three that are characters, and then the other ones are very sort of. They're just there's nothing really distinct about them. So when so when you know people start moving around the caves and getting attacked and all that, I, and there's nothing that's particularly distinctive about at least three of those characters. Yeah. So so you're not even necessarily one hundred percent clear on on who's getting killed. Yeah, it was it was very very similar. And I think um, one was like a pre med student or something like that. So they they used her to do some to yeah, do the compound same, fracture uh, reset. exposition. Yeah, um, <laughs> talk about and, squeamish. Yeah, I was like, that, that was the most that, squeamish that, part of the movie. Yeah, basically, yeah, sure. uh, Ebert. Uh, did mention that in his review as a positive. He said, if this was an American film, each one wouldn't be like, have their own problem, their own personality, and they'd be like working through it through the film. Yeah. Or is this one, like each one is kind of indescript and just kind of thrown in. And he saw that as a, as a positive. I, I didn't like it personally. I thought they should have focused more on them and the relations. They had this interesting dynamic with going in the cave. You have Sarah had this tragic event. She has this animosity to Juno who had this affair with her husband who died also. But did she even know about it? Or did she just have some sort of inkling, but nothing was confirmed? But that's what I'm saying. The affair could have gone on, and then like maybe she's discovering this in the cave as she's going insane, as Juno's like, why is Juno putting all these people into this risky situation? So I think you had a really interesting psychological thriller and then you could have like, okay, they give the exposition about like, oh, because you, you think you think you could you. turn it in a way where Juno was maybe going to arrange for an accident for Sarah in that scenario, yeah, or maybe Sarah is upset with Juno too, like so someone's killing someone, and then like they both have this like motives. Well, so the, I think it could have been really cool. And then they had the the exposition around the what happens when you're in the pitch dark, right? Like they're saying like you get paranoia and you get hallucinations and panic attacks, so yeah, it gives you like this framing of like. You can have a little bit of the creatures, but not make them um, well. Maybe, real, yeah, let's them. actually just close out because I I had what didn't work. It was the affair plotline. Like, like I didn't know it was it was necessary. I'm not sure that it added much to the movie. I think it gave it gave Sarah you know a reason basically to have kind of the you know her her ultimate moment where she takes Juno down. But I don't know. The, I'm not sure the affair and and the the idea of the necklace and you know what that yielded because I I think. Yeah, maybe it's an extra thing to make you dislike Juno. I think the actions that Juno just did in terms of leading a bunch <laughs> of people to a cave without doing the plan, you know, not bringing the guidebook, uh, all of that I think was enough to make you really dislike her. So I'm not sure the affair part really added that much. What about you guys? Yeah, I, it just it's like they set it up a little bit, but then there's no real payoff. I, there's no support for it, right. really. Yeah, and like I really, I'm just not sure I understand the motivation uh, for Juno. Why is she doing this for Sarah? Like she says, I wanted to do it for you, like exploring this this new cave system. But why? Like, like why? Yeah. I think everyone's like pretty pissed off, right? Well, <laughs> why, why don't you? If you if it was such a great idea, why not come out and say it in the beginning? Well, not only that, but the so the, the place that they go, there's I think Marcus mentioned this, but there's it's a, a, five, a four or five story rappel down into the hole, 
how long is it just going to take you to climb up that thing? I mean, I know you have you know ropes and stuff, and they're all they all most of them they're appear to be cl- experienced climbers. Climbers, yeah. No, that's a serious. That's a serious climb, climb though, man. <laughs> like, well, they got ropes. No, but they're just it's like a straight climb up though. It's just like straight up the rope. Well, remember, I, if we if we recall that Hudson Hawk was able to do it, you know, bare, relatively, I think barehanded, maybe he had gloves when he escaped from the Vatican. So I don't know. That's a tough climb. Well, but, but, but I do think the the affair thing just doesn't really. I don't know that you could you could remove that as a subplot from this movie, and I think there's the impact is negligible, right? I don't, I don't, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't feel like for me. I think even the whole the family death in her, a lot of that could have been also potentially removed too. And you still have like if you just have this, depending on like what what they ended up with with the creatures attacking and all of that. I don't think you need that much additional uh, psychological thriller. Yeah, um, I mean, I think you could have taken well, the you could have taken the family death as something that put her in motion for completely losing her marbles, right? And then if you put her down in the cave and you start having her freak out, that that could have been an interesting story even without the creatures. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that as that as a story, I think would have been really successful. Either that or you could turn it around and you could say Juno is the one who lost her husband and child. And so she sets up this this spelunking adventure so that she can basically kill herself bump off yeah no bump off her best friend who who was having the affair with uh with her husband so i I take it from the fact that we are rewriting the screenplay that uh there there were you know maybe it's got issues maybe maybe there were a few things (laughs) yeah yeah, i think it still worked out and it's very effective movie and it's fun yeah but i think they could have gone i think they had a choice to make what kind of movie and i think they wanted to make creatures and i think that's a different movie well yeah it's almost like they're they're setting this up you know, to sort of fool the audience into thinking there's going to, you know, it's going to be this tense, uh, you know, dramatic conflict between these two characters. And then all of a sudden there are a bunch of creatures. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. I think they wanted, to, they could have gotten a lot deeper with that. And I think it would have worked pretty well. Well, so I know we're kind of, I, we, we took a kind of a negative slam, but I do think there's a lot in this movie that is pretty good. Oh, for sure. Like the opening, you know, moment where, a couple, a couple copper poles go flying through the car and end up spearing her husband and young child. I mean, that's yeah. Like I said, it's got balls. It's a pretty, pretty strong opening. Yeah, I think that. I think that worked really well. I think it's really interesting that you have it's an all women cast that's going in and doing this. I think that that actually seems interesting. And I guess the original script had a mixture of men and women, and then I think Neil Marshall ended up directing it back to be uh, just to be women. And I will say that I think the overall location itself, the setting, is really, really effective here. You know, and the cave was not a real cave, so they ended up building it on a soundstage. I guess there were 21 different sets that they built. And I'll just say hats off to the production design because it really, really looks good. It's a, it's a very atmospheric. I think the sets work great. I think the lighting is done really well inside the, all the cave scenes. I think this, the, the sense of oppression and claustrophobia is super effective. There's a lot in this movie I think that really works well. Yeah, I totally agree. I think the like the set, the location, the whole premise of going down to a cave and, and playing on claustrophobia and pitch black and like you have a lot of great kind of scenarios there that are just scary to begin with. And then taking you down into that is definitely and they did a great job with it. Have you guys ever done have you ever done hiking like underground or done any caving? No. I prefer my caves to have handrails. Well, uh, <laughs> so I'll just tell you a super quick story. So when I first saw this movie, that was, it was about a month before I went up to Cougar, Washington, and I did, a, I did an underground hike through a lava tube. And when I pulled up, I was my only car in the parking lot, right? So I was the only one there. 
and it's two miles underground and it's pitch black the entire time right so i had oh, my wow. had my backpack and all that i was hiking along and it, again i had had watched this movie about a month before so i'm the only one in there and all of a sudden i come around the corner and there's just this wall of rock in front of me so i'm i'm i have this moment of like oh my gosh did i go the wrong direction am i in the wrong channel right so i almost freak out a little bit and then i look down in the corner and there's this little maybe kind of three by four section of opening through the rock that I guess you had to go through. So then I got down, I had to had to get down on my belly and I couldn't even keep my backpack on. That's how narrow it was. So I was dragging myself on my belly and then reaching Fuck back that. and pulling my backpack towards me <laughs> all the time. Okay, I, I actually have to leave right now because I'm just, I'm freaking out listening to this. Well, <laughs> no, well and I'm no sitting way. there and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm probably like, you know, 20 feet into it. And I'm like, oh my God, I hope I'm not like crawling into some, you know, weird, like, you know, crack in the middle of nowhere. And I could just, I kept thinking about those faces like showing up in front of me. So then, <laughs> then I got through it. And then about 20, 20 minutes later, I found a crack of light and I was very, very happy to see it. Let me say that. So oh, man. it was fun. I, I, I would have turned, I would have gotten like 10 feet in and said, like, you know what? I'm, no, this is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Uh, I was going to say, that's exactly the point. Like in this movie, they, they do that initial drop in. I think for even for that point, they have to like, they figure out they're in like, not in the, do they, what, does the cave collapse in? So the, the cave collapse in after they go through the first channel. So they can't, is that what it is? Okay. Back. Yeah. And then like when they had to, I guess they couldn't go back at that point, but they, I figured like someone had to crawl through something at one point. I'm just like, no, there's no way like at that first initial crawl through, I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'll dig my way out. Well, and you I'll have to, so, so Sarah is the one that she gets stuck when she's going through that channel. And that's the idea that maybe yeah. she, like, that's where she starts to really lose it, you know, freak out and yeah. get really stressed. Well, okay. So like I said, and maybe this is the, um, the category, um, I don't know what we're calling it for even doing it, but I, I called it at what point do you get the hell out of there? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so first of all, like when they, when they first rappel down and they see like some bloody claw marks on the side of the cave, <laughs> like that's, that's a, that's a possibility right there. I'm going, Hmm, maybe. Um, but definitely. Also, why did they keep it a secret, right? Who saw it? Did Sarah see it? And she's like, Oh, I won't tell people about this. Yeah. Uh, at that point you're not hallucinating. Right. Um, yeah. And then, but definitely, the first thing they do is like they have to crawl down the pipe. Yeah. Goodbye. No. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I know. I'm so sorry. As I was watching this movie, I thought, you know what would be fun is you could do that first repel, and then you could just stay in whatever that first chamber is, and be like, yeah, that was pretty cool, and then you can go back to the car and go back to the cabin and do some drinking, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's plenty of an adventure. I don't need to go. It's uh, yeah. After, I mean, honestly, when I did that lava tube crawl, I realized that uh, I'm not I'm not a caver, right? I don't like crawling through where i can barely no. fit through rock it was not comfortable yeah i would be out as soon as i pulled the cars pulled up and i saw this big giant hole in the ground with nothing around like no this is not well oh this is a tourist trap like oh where are the signs that say what, what the name of this cave is how because come the how come know, all there's five like no of, signs anywhere yeah how come no, there were, there were like, five additional mm. people that did no research whatsoever and they were all dependent on juno like what i mean you don't want to do that because what happens if juno falls and dies then you're screwed right yeah, I, I do have a one question about this. She said it was a totally new, unexplored cave. So who found it? Like, how did she find out right. about it? If it was why, why hadn't anyone she, else? They did mention it yet? that she came up the weekend before, uh, scoped it out. So maybe she saw, like, she found it, and she's she oh, found maybe the it was hole, like maybe. a spur of the moment type thing where yeah. she found it, and she's like, "This isn't on any map. It's not. I no one knows about this." Yeah, maybe I'll get our my friends to come with me, and we can go you know explore it together i think that premise could have worked like if you make all six of them gung-ho like extreme sports people 
remove the family story and just have them all like you can have the creature that would be more that if you're gonna go the creature movie just make all six of them these like adrenaline junkies maybe one person's like well i don't know i haven't done this in a while that seems believable then right like okay like you have like the point break crew I, I right. like the idea that only one person knew about this, and then they once they get trapped, it's everyone finds out because it's just a, like a total holy fuck. What did you do, moment? Right, and don't you think oh, at yeah, that moment, sure, isn't sure. it like aren't they beating her to death with their flashlights, like, and then throwing her over the cliff? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess oh, yeah. she, I guess she probably has more skill than several of them, so maybe they need to keep her around. But um, but I do think that that first hour in particular, the the way that they do slowly ramp the tension, right? I think it works really well. When Sarah gets stuck in the uh, in the tube, and there's you know then there's an imminent cave in. I mean, like first of all, even before the cave in, when she's stuck in there, like I I like you know my palms were sweating. I was like, oh god, this yeah. is yeah. like this is tough. Like she's having a panic attack. I could just imagine being right there with her. It's like, oh yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it has the the premise of like the cave plays on claustrophobia and dark and and just. It's it's scary. Well, and I, I do think the sound design in this movie is really good. You know, and I was yeah. so I was watching it in the dark wearing headphones, so I was getting every, you know, every scrape and every drop of water. It, it sounded really good. Uh yeah. it, I think it does a really good job of the environment and I think the fact that the the score is somewhat minimal in this for the most part because what you're hearing is you're hearing a lot of natural sound effects. A lot of natural sound effects. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm so glad I finally hit puberty. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, so all that I think is the, again, the helmets are scraping against the interior of the cave and the sound of people dragging across the ground and all that. Uh, I, I think it sounds great. This is a really effective sounding movie. Agreed. Um, and I do think it has good jump scares. I, this movie has a few that really, they, they got me. To me, the creatures themselves didn't really scare me. It's not, they were really interesting looking and everything. Yeah, I think the, I think the creature design in terms of the look of the creature, I think they look cool. I think, I think that's just, well done. But they just didn't scare me at all. And uh, at one point I just sort of felt like, well, they're really sort of just like big wild animals. They're blind. You could, you know, as long as you got some light, you could pretty much pick them off, you know, at will. I, I do like that. It didn't, didn't really work for me. Yeah, I do like the kind of the construct of where you have you know, a creature, you have somebody that is in a situation where the creature can't quite, they don't know where they are because maybe they can't see them or smell them or, you know, whatever it is, like tremors. It was, you know, they, they couldn't hear them uh, in, this, yeah. in this case, a little bit of that. So, so, so where there are people in a situation where there are creatures that are close to them and they're, they have to remain exactly silent or whatever. I kind of like that. Like that's, that can, that's kind of a cool element. Um, but there is one scene where a crawler actually crawls over and, is, and puts his hand on, on one of the character's heads and then keeps moving. Yeah. And that yeah. that did not seem to work. That doesn't make any sense at all, right? Because if they're that attuned to, you assume like temperature and sound and that kind of stuff. As soon as he, you think you'd know. As soon as, like he, as, soon as he touched her, on... he'd just start eating her. I would think. So that 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 I thought was kind of a strange choice in the movie. Yeah. Would it? Do you think it would have worked better if they were not humanoid creatures and they were just some sort of cave dwelling monsters? Like uh, I don't know, some wolf type creature or something that like maybe mutated underground that we never knew before. Or some... I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what's going to work for me. Giant spiders. I just was, I was just gonna go giant spiders actually. So you, you throw giant spiders into this movie, and and I'm shitting my pants for the entire duration of it. I would be I would be done. I'd be out. Just in terms of character choices. So do you really think that Sarah's gonna pick up that rock and put her friend out of her misery and smash her head with the rock? Again, can we? Can someone just like 
you know, you know, slice an artery and let them bleed to death quickly. Yeah. These are your friends. Why, why do you need to smash their heads in? Would she do it? What? Would she actually would even she do, do it? it? I don't know. If you're, Dave, if you're begging me to end it for you, maybe I'd wrap her hands around a, a grenade and, and take out the aliens like Corman and, and Vasquez. But I don't know. Taking a rock to your head, I just, I don't know. You know what's hilarious about that? On my notes, I had as a question to ask you guys. How easy would it be for you to guys bash to bash my head in? So. <laughs> I that'd be difficult. Yeah, you're holding I, the rock. I, you're holding the rock difficult. above my head. You're like, we've had this long friendship. You were in my wedding, but nah, screw it. Just whack. <laughs> you're gone. <laughs> I, I I just I I think it would be challenging to to smash anybody's head in hmm. with a, a large rock. Yeah. I'd just be thinking about. Ooh, I'm gonna hear this really awful crunch. Well, I think the other thing that is. That was also set up as something specifically to kind of be the the catalyst for the moment where, you know, she she realizes that Juno's a complete, you know, dipshit. Well, yeah. Or, or, you know, like, so on on Beth's deathbed, she's like, okay, I know, I know we're trapped in this cave and we have these crazy creatures attacking us, but I just thought I'd let you know before I die that your husband was having an affair with Juno and she just happened to try to kill me, so... Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, did did she actually say that, or did she just say like, "Don't trust Juno"? I think it was it was kind of like like a don't trust because she had the uh, the ice <laughs> well, pick through the yeah. the ice axe through the throat. But she so gave her the. I assume the necklace had something to do with her husband, right? Well, because her husband had that same phrase, "Love every day," which is what yeah. Sarah said, and so that same necklace had been given to Juno by Sarah's husband. Her husband. Yeah, exactly. So that so. was the. I, I don't know. It just, it seems like the whole affair thing, it's, we're, I know we're kind of wrapped around the axle on that one, but it just, it has a bunch of plot, Look, plot elements that don't work that well. If, if I'm stuck in a cave two miles down and I got all these, you know, like prehistoric creatures coming after me out for blood, I don't really care that you slept with my wife. Let's get the fuck out of here first. <laughs> then we can deal with it. Right. <laughs> well, and so, okay, maybe, maybe we can jump then. Another- I mean, I'd care a little bit, but... <laughs> <laughs> But still, it, priorities, man, priorities. It'd be 30 seconds of annoyance, and you're like, okay, well, we'll deal with this when we get out of the cave. Uh, so her decision at the end, so Sarah has a moment where, you know, she ends up taking the ice axe and slashing Juno in the knee. I think I think the whole kind of concept around that with the idea that she's just going to wound her to slow her down and then get away, I thought was that was kind of fun, I guess. But uh, why did she do it at that moment? Do you think it was because she was trying to get revenge or do you think it was really just to try and distract the creatures so that she could then try and escape because she thought she had a route out? I think that was their first time meeting up with Juno since she found out, right? And she just kind of escaped, wasn't it? Like she just came up and she's all like covered in blood or whatever and she just had this like wild look and Juno's like, oh. Right, but then she asked Juno. What, what have you been up to? Well, so Sarah asked Juno <laughs> what happened to Beth, right? And and she had just yeah. been she had just been with Beth. Obviously, she just basically put Beth out of her misery. Um, but then Juno says that Beth died, and so that at that point Sarah knows that Beth is a liar. But I don't know. It's well, just, it's you know to be honest, it did seem like Beth did die. But I thought, yeah, I mean, she had a pick in her throat. Well, but so she said seems... that she said that the creatures took her. That's that's or or she basically well they did hinted that. She didn't say anything that was, you know, she untrue. Yeah. She didn't say I, I accidentally stabbed her in the throat. <laughs> right. Which I thought was a great kill. It was it was surprising. It's a really bad idea to just like walk up behind someone, you know, when they're in the middle of a berserker rage. <laughs> I think she had it coming. <laughs> 
It's not like Juno like intended to kill Beth. You have a Berserker Rage no. safety tip is what you're saying, what you're giving? Yeah, yeah. Essentially. They don't walk up and, and tap someone on the shoulder after they're madly battling creatures. <laughs> yeah. So I have to give Juno like, you know, a little leeway on that. Now she could have like fessed up to her friends. Right. She's just yeah. like, hey man, bad news. I just also, I, I just took Beth out. Yeah. Also, a little common courtesy, maybe just like finish the job first. <laughs> I mean, look, Marcus, if I accidentally stabbed you in the throat, you know, oh, just finish me. I, off. I, I'd make sure to finish you off. <laughs> well, and is is in even in that situation, is Beth really going to be begging to die? Well, it beats being eaten alive. Yeah, yeah, well, I guess it's not like she was going to make it out of there. Again, I'll just go back to the cabin of the woods scenario, right? Which is if I opened the window and saw that giant spider coming towards the house. I'd shoot myself. That's what I would do. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, but fuck this. But, I'm, yeah, but I might take a. I might take a, a. You know, I might. I might fight to against those creatures. That was kind of my uh, my thought at the end too. Like, how much? Like, why is Sarah fighting so hard to uh, to to survive. to survive this? Like, do you really want to live? Like, knowing like, okay, all my best friends have died. I've seen these creatures. My family's dead. Like, what am I? What am I fighting for here? Uh, well, okay. Well, so speaking of scary, uh, what was the scariest scene for you guys? Being trapped in the uh, in the tube uh, during the before the cave in. Oh, so Sarah, Sarah being stuck. Yeah, the first uh, the first collapse. I also had some. Um, so the the car accident was a good. I want to call it. Is it a jump scare? I guess it's a surprise. Oh yeah, that's a pretty. Yeah. I mean, that's a it's a pretty good surprise. The uh, yeah. in terms of the the what I jumped the most on. It was where she was having the dream in the cabin and she got up and looked out the window and all of a sudden the copper pipe came slamming through the cabin window. Like that one caught me yeah. totally off guard. So that one, that was, yeah, that, that was a good one. That was a pretty good jump scare. Oh, I think for me, the, the, the best jump scare was when they've got the camera out with the night vision and then all of a sudden you see like through the viewfinder and all of a sudden there's like your oh, creature. There's a monster. Right there. yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. But I think the the scariest scene, or maybe the most tense scene, I liked where they had to go across the the cavern. So so they had to, you know, where she had to, it was, and it was just sort of the tension of her trying to do the climbing and get the you know the carabiners in, you know properly placed so they could get across. I just yeah. thought that was pretty cool. It was it was it was lit effectively well because it had the red flare too. So just the whole scene was done pretty well. I liked it. Yeah, that was a good scene. Yeah. And again, it's like more more scenes like that. I think it would have been a better movie. Yeah. So just maybe yeah. no creatures, but I think the hard part with the, with the movie too, is like once they're kind of down in, it's all one giant scene. Once you get down into the, uh, the creatures come and it's just like, okay, the rest of that is just like almost a uh, running and panicking from creatures. And yeah, you know, that's, that's a good very, point. Very similar. I know that there, it's partially the intention to, you know, have people that are somewhat, you know, you're, you're not super clear on, on who's who. The one thing that I think did not work really well is when they were having some of the fights with the creatures. I think the editing was a little bit too aggressive in terms of, you know, the cutting as to what was happening with the action. So you had that really sort yeah. of, you know, quick cutting action. And in some cases, it was just hard to follow exactly what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. O- overall, I'd, yeah, I don't, I don't know this is a terribly scary movie. No, it, it, it's really not. No, it's tense. I mean, it, and it does, it's tense and atmospheric, but. If you were going to give it our, you know, the one to 10 rating on scary, what would you say? A three. Yeah, probably about four, maybe. Yeah, I'd go probably four. It, it's not. Yeah, probably is... about the, yeah, about the middle. It's not, for a horror movie, it's not that scary compared to like, you know, Frozen. It's a lot scary. <laughs> <laughs> Frozen. 
Um, how about Where gore? What did you guys think of the the gore and the effects in the movie itself? Oh man, that like, I had to stop watching for a little bit when they were doing the uh, surgery, the uh, compound fracture oh, and resetting the, uh, the bone. I know, oh, man, like, that's always that was, the most squeamish thing in anything is when you uh, got a compound horrible. fracture. Yeah, it's funny because I, I mentioned in the uh, I think we're is in the line of fire podcast that. I didn't like uh, plastic bags over the head and neck breaking. I think I can add compound fractures to the list of things that <laughs> yeah. that give me a little pause. So. But bone breaking out of skin, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not enjoyable. Just anytime you see um, anything where they take like a leg or an arm and like and it and it like <laughs> breaks like and sticks cracks. out, yeah, it, it, um, it, it like cracks in half, and you know, Joe Theismann esque. No. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't like to see that. I know. I actually thought about Alex Smith in that scene. I, you know, I still have never seen that because I, I, I already saw Joe Theismann. I don't need to see it right. again. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, the effects though inside the cave, in terms of how they set it up with the, you know, there's the kind of infamous, the pool of blood and you know viscera and all the bones and everywhere. It, I think it looks pretty cool. I think it, it's it's well done, and I like the effect where you know she's down in the blood and she comes out and. You know, she's got the crazy look and she's all now blood stained. And it's, uh, it's, I think it's, I think she looks, she looks really good. And I think that whole sequence where they're fighting the monsters and, you know, all the, and they're running through and kind of the, the layer that they have created, I think is pretty good. I think it looks good. So I, I have a question about that scene with, you know, the pit of blood. Yeah. And so we, I think that's where we see there's, um, you know, a female creature. So my question is this would you hit it? <laughs> <laughs> You know what's funny about that too? When the when the female creature showed up for a second, I was I was I had like a half second of confusion. I'm like, wait, what? Is this one of the one of the female characters? And then I'm like, oh no, it's not. Yeah, I actually I liked how they did that because um, I, I was just wondering like, well, how are these creatures reproducing? And so, and I read up a little bit, and they're like, yeah, we we wanted to show that there was you know basically a whole society. You had to have females so that they could reproduce and. They had a whole little society down there, which is why I was wondering, like, because, you, you know, maybe we saw five to ten of these creatures, but it seems like there actually were a lot more. And yeah. and that was, like, maybe the point at the end was, like, you're not getting out of here. And there's, like, too many of these things. Um, I did like the some of the attack scenes I thought were pretty interesting. And I, and there, I know there's a certain, uh, I was reading about, there was, a, there was a certain way that he shot the, some of the creature movement to give him like a little bit more of like a skittery edge to it. And some of yeah. their attack sequences where they jump on and they just bite people and there's some blood that sprays and all that, that, that I thought was pretty good. I, I kind of like the, the the pack attack moments where, I, I forget which which of the women, women goes down and they just all kind of just jump on her and rip her to pieces. I thought that was pretty effective. Feeding frenzy. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's where I was thinking that it would work if they were like a like a wolf type creature or something like that. Like it would almost like you can see like dogs or like a creature along those lines. Oh, fucking werewolves. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Spider giant spiders or werewolves. I don't know. I'll take Probably I'll take werewolves. werewolves. Are you kidding me? Underground no. werewolves. Uh, giant werewolf spiders. All right. So from a gore standpoint, what would you guys give us a rating one to ten? I give it a five. Yeah, I would say there's only that one scene that's really bad. I guess the, the, the compound fracture scene kinda, specifically. Yeah, yeah. The pit of blood's kind of it's 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 cool. Okay, I mean, it, it looks neat. Yeah, it's it's well done. It's gross. See, I'd say like four or five. Like it's not like it's not filled with it. It would have been a lot lot grosser if like one of the creatures had like 
taken out his dentures and he has these <laughs> long strands of saliva. I mean, sorry, I was just li- I was just listening to our Dragon Ball to podcast today. <laughs> I mean, it's funny that after watching people get ripped apart by creatures, the most disgusting or disturbing thing is trying to set a compound fracture. <laughs> like that's, like that's the that's the most what? squeamish part of this movie. Maybe it's because it's most you know it's close. Works to, every time. It's close to yeah, it's, it's a, close to realism, I guess, but. Yeah, exactly. The reality of it. Like, okay, this creature thing is not like, there's nothing like that at all. So that you don't right. have to be too worried about it. Well, just think about, you know, in Evil Dead, what was the thing that made us like scream the most? And it was, it was the, the like machete it's... dragged slowly across the top of the knee. Right. Yeah. You know, because it's like, we've all, we've all been there. Yeah. We've, we've <laughs> like, all had, ah! we've all had machetes, all had machetes. machetes like <laughs> passed well, across the top you know of our knee. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are you doing on your weekends? I'm clearing out jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Saturdays and Sundays. I do a lot of manscaping. <laughs> <laughs> Let's. Uh, what's your coolest kill? What was your? What was the the best moment of violence in the movie for you guys? I I think it had to have been the berserker rage, and then getting axed through your neck. Yeah, the Beth. Death getting the uh, the the pick pick to the neck. I yeah. I actually I, I I will give the award to the uh, I think it's Sarah who jams her fingers through the eyes of one of the creatures right when when she's That's, fighting it. Yeah, I thought, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I don't think that you'd have so much blood splurting out right when you do that. I'm not gonna. I mean, I've never done it or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> thank God. But it just seems like you wouldn't have all that much blood squirting out. I'd have to go back and rewatch Blade Runner to see what happens when uh, Rutger Howard. I, I was thinking of um, Game of Thrones. Oh, does the, <laughs> the mountain does the mountain uh, do that one time? Talk about a crunch. <laughs> the mountain yeah. did it to um, yeah to the red, viper. Oh, the red viper, and then yeah, yeah, the, yeah. and then actually crushed his skull his, in his hands. Yeah, and that was like I really sort of wish that the show had, had actually shown Tyrion actually vomiting after that. I think it would have been really <laughs> effective because he does yeah. it in the book. And yeah, you're like, oh, but that the scream that Indira Varma let out, I've never heard a more blood curdling scream than that. So well done, Game of Thrones. <laughs> the the uh, for another cool kill, and I thought it was shot well, and I forget what um, what lady it was. Maybe it was Sam when they were she was like crawling across, and she like stopped, and she ended up dying like hanging upside down. Uh, when the creature got her. Yeah, I was yeah. a little bit confused by that moment. Do you th- was she attempting to cut her own rope to fall to her death at that point? I think that was the idea, or somehow like to drop the... It, it wasn't clear exactly where she was going, why they wanted her to stop, and what exactly was going on. But I think they what? wanted the, the death of her hanging upside down and kind of bleeding out yeah. is what they were looking for. Yeah, I think if she had cut the rope, she just would have like fallen a little further away and out of the grasp of the creature. Well, I thought she was actually trying to cut the rope with the idea of just going down in, into the canyon as a way to die versus being eaten. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for you guys to choose your death based on oh, everything is, you saw in this movie. Easy. How would you go out? What would you do? You, you think it's easy, Colin? Yeah, this one's easy. Oh, what's that? Copper pipe through the windshield to the head. Quick right, just us. over and done. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I want to be eaten alive by by a creature. Beth's Beth, poor Beth. She got the the throat stabbed and lived for another twenty minutes or so. That wouldn't be uh, too ideal. Yeah, I took so yeah, maybe I took rock to the head. 
But I guess the question is, do you have to go through the early part where you take the pick through the neck first? Because if you could <laughs> skip that part and just jump to rock to the head, I'll take rock to the head. That's a quickie. Did you mm. get it in one strike? Or would it, like, what if it took like a couple of strikes? Well, then I, you got to stop, you know, pussing <laughs> out when you're driving that rock into my skull, guys. Come on. If you're, you really got to commit yourself to it. There's a, there's a couple of good. There was like a, uh, for the creatures, they had like the, the bone to the eye. Like then in a surrogate, like the, yeah, yeah like an, oh, a yeah, claw. Yeah, yeah. That was a good yeah. one. She she went all like Neanderthal on them. That, yeah. was, that was pretty good. Yeah, Ju- Juno that. did have a good moment where she was, you know, taking, she took out four or five of them, right? Where she was, that was her berserker rage moment. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah at the end, I didn't really like that because they sped it up. It looked like a um, a superhero movie a little bit where they did the, the faster, like film speed and just kind of like battle sequence. It was kind of, uh, I didn't like it that much. I think it was like right when they were doing like some like, standoff they had their like superhero poses on one end it was the, the ladies and the other end was the monsters i'm like uh and then they did the whole battle it's like uh i don't know there's a little much on that part well so what what was your uh did you make your choice marcus how are you dying i think copper pipe would have to be the quickest and i i'll take the backseat copper pipe because you don't even see it coming it just sits over do you think if you take that copper pipe what do you think that did it did it go through his head do we know where it went through in his body i think he assumed the head because what if I mean? I hope it went through his head. Because otherwise, I might have to rethink. Well, I was this gonna bit. say. I mean, what if you take like a copter pipe like through the abdomen, and you're sitting there like, <laughs> like you're stuck to the car? I mean, that's not necessarily. <laughs> that's not terribly comfortable. Again, there's one of the um, one of the creatures got its neck snapped. I maybe that would be good. I don't know. Do you die really quickly if you get your your neck snapped? According um, to the movies, or- yes. <laughs> Right. So, I, but I don't, I'm not so sure about that. I mean, maybe you slowly suffocate or something. I don't know. I don't but know. Also, when, uh, when, when, how, when how, John Matrix took out that dude on his way to Valverde, <laughs> he did it very quickly and easily. No problem. The guy was dead instantly. I think it's, is it really that easy? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think it so. is. I don't think it is. I really don't think it is. No. No. Let's try it. Marcus, <laughs> come over here. Come over here. All right, well, what did you guys uh, learn from this movie? What was your takeaway? Never, ever go spelunking. Just just don't do it. <laughs> don't, especially without a map. But, you know, just don't. Just just really don't. I, I learned when you go to Home Depot and you're buying copper pipe, secure it properly. <laughs> Make sure you're tying down the copper pipe to the roof Where of your car. Where is the multi-million dollar lawsuit? <laughs> no kidding, like... Uh, my, my takeaway was mainly, I'm never going to the Appalachians, right? Cause I believe that's where this was because I wasn't Pumpkinhead. Didn't he live there as well? And, uh, yeah, down in the holler. Yeah. You got Pumpkinhead, cave monsters. And of course, you know, from deliverance, you got the redneck rapist, right? So I'm going to just go ahead and take a wide berth on the Appalachians. And especially when you go there, I, I will note that they did start off in a cabin in the woods. So again, no good can come of it. <laughs> Do not go with your friends to a vacation with a cabin in the woods. It's just, it's a, it's a bad start. Leave. Dave, when's the next AMI? Where are we going? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> we've got to figure that out. Let's go to the beach. Let's go to, if we <laughs> show bad up. ever happens at the beach. <laughs> Blood Beach, come on. What about, so we're going we, <laughs> to, we go to a cabin and then Dave's like, all right, so this afternoon we're going to explore a cave, a nearby cave. Uh... <laughs> And then I have to like test my own will. Go, is it? Do I sh- should I just leave now? Should I? <laughs> should I just? Is is it appropriate? I would redo that lava hike if you guys want to try it sometime. It was fun. 
I think the uh, my answer is no. Colin I, says no. The the only way I'm doing the the lava tunnel is if there's you know it's like National Park Service Rangers there. There's like a rope that you can hold on to as you go down. Oh, there was none of there that are, shit. There, there's lights. No, no, there <laughs> was know, a like, uh, like there. It's just it's not it's not happening. No, all that you had was a sign that said "Enter at your own risk." That was it, and then off you go. Because because all I'm thinking is it's going to be like um, what is it the uh, the haunted mansion at Disneyland and like you're just in pitch black and all of a sudden like the lights turn on and there's some scary images and I would like literally pee my pants. <laughs> Can you imagine like if not if, not that I've ever peed my pants at like Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything else you guys want to hit before we wrap? No, I I think we kind of covered everything. So do we like this movie? <laughs> Yeah, so I, 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 so I did. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, despite all the flaws, I think it was really well done. I think it was good. I think they should have. I would have liked to have seen it done in a different way, but even with the choices they made, I thought it was it was all right. I, it, it doesn't get an A, which I think if they did it a different way and they focused more on the thriller aspect of it or the psychological and that kind of relationships, I think it could have been like a really great movie. Instead, it it was a fun. It was a good movie. Good scares, good effects. What's your letter grade? I'd probably give it for like a horror movie, a solid B. Colin, closing thoughts. I liked it. I thought it was really well made, um, but um, I just don't think it lived up to the hype. I, I, I remember hearing about this movie when it came out, and I thought a lot of people thought it was like really scary, and it was one of the reasons why I haven't watched it up until now. So uh, I was because you don't want to be scared. At, yeah, I was looking to go in and get scared, and and it really wasn't. Then again, I should try actually watching these movies like at night with all the lights off and maybe with some headphones on, and I might get a little more scared. But I mean, to me, I, we've talked about this in the past. For me, it's like the supernatural. That's what gets me going, and werewolves, but um, <laughs> and giant spiders. If you were telling, yeah. But this, yeah, I just it just didn't quite do it for me but it was it was fun to watch it was it was quite entertaining so um and and i did really like the tension building and the uh certainly the claustrophobia i think that was really well done um but yeah it sort of lost me at the uh the creatures so i'll give it a, a b minus b minus okay um i think i'll go i think i'll go b plus and my reasoning would be that there's a lot that i do like about this movie i appreciate the fact that you know, it goes a full 55 minutes before one of the character dies, one of the characters dies. So it's kind of a, it, it allows itself to, you know, slowly build and slowly ramp the tension. That part of it is great. I do really think that I'm, I'm actually super impressed with the setting and the scenes that the, or the, the, you know, the fact that they built this cave on a stage, because I thought that the cage, the, the scenes themselves look very realistic. And I think the, so the atmosphere, the sound design, uh, the, you know, just the, kind of the overall aesthetic that gets created with the way that it's lit and you know some of the moments of tension again kind of hanging over just the the climbing related tension right so getting stuck in the hole and trying to get across the yeah. that cavern i think that's all really really well done so um yeah I, I think i think it's really good i mean it's definitely it's um it's fun to watch i think that again the first part of it is more compelling when the creature shows up it gets a little bit a little, little bit chaotic and it's definitely a tone shift and that's the creatures themselves are not terribly scary. It's almost like the idea of being stuck in the cave 
is more scary than than the creatures themselves. So, uh, but overall, yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I, this I would definitely recommend it, and I'd recommend you know watching it as, as Colin was talking about, you know, late at night, headphones on, something that would create a allow you to really immerse yourself in the movie because I think that that is very helpful if you want to have a good time with it. But definitely recommend it. What do you think is a movie? you know, in sort of recent memory that you think, you know, that really scared you. Cause I, we, we've done a lot of these uh, Friday night frights and I don't think really any of them have been that scary. So what has scared you? Yeah. I, I, it's funny. I can't really, I, I mean, I can't think of a, a movie that really has genuinely scared me. I mean, I, there, I can think of movies that maybe have been a little bit unnerving or disturbing, but I mean, if I, if I was to compare this to say the conjuring, as a preference, this the, I would prefer this type of movie probably because the you know the Conjuring people like floating in chairs and all that sort of shit. It's just that that like the supernatural supernatural does it for you. It, it's kind of the opposite for me. Like I don't I don't buy the demonic possession and all that stuff. Um, you know actually, so the the end of oh shit I forget the name of that movie. The one with Ethan Hawke and was it Insidious? The I, I always mix up all the names. Um, uh, no, it's, um, Sinister. Sinister. I think, I thought Sinister, uh, I think Sinister is actually pretty well done. I thought, I thought that was good. I think, I think it, that was it, good. It, it, it it's, it's disturbing creepy, and creepy and, and kind yeah, of dreadful. Ring. So I thought that was, that's probably <laughs> in recent memory. That would be one that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's the conjuring definitely did, but yeah, the ring is the one that really <laughs> scared the fuck out of me. And you know why? Yeah. Because, because the fucking lights were off. I was all alone. And I started watching it like when it was like dusk. And by the time the movie was over, it was pitch black and I hadn't even realized it. Uh, and then the power goes out <laughs> at the end of the movie, like two minutes later, the power goes out and then the phone rings. I nearly lost it. <laughs> it, was, it was yeah. So the ring to me is that that's, that was really scary. Anything that scares you? What was the uh, Blair Witch actually was pretty effective. Like after we came back after watching that, we had to go to like this side of the house and like come in. And like, so we opened the door and then like one of the dogs came like, they was like pitch black out. Like the lights weren't working and a dog came in, like ran up at us. And like, you just hear the, like the, the scrambling, like cause the dog was making a noise. You just heard it scrambling over to the, the cement coming towards you. You're like, the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah, okay. just, just the dog. All right. We used but, to, uh, I saw it with uh, with Jeff, who was my roommate in L.A., and uh, so we used to fuck with each other. And so when when the other person got home, like right before they opened up the door, we'd run to the corner and with our with our with our face to the corner. And so when you opened up the door, that's the first thing you see. Oh, it's man. always like, oh God, what are you doing? <laughs> that's a, yeah, uh, well, okay. So what is so just really quickly. Colin, what are or what is your scariest movie of all time? You know, I was, I, I was thinking about it. Um, I, I probably would have to say The Ring, although if I rewatched it, it wouldn't be as scary, certainly. Um, the Exorcist was always up there, and I watched it recently because I know everything that's going to happen. It's, it's not as scary, but it's still good. Um, so I would probably say those i'd like to watch the conjuring again to see if i if i would still be scared as I much seen it. but yeah i think probably those three are pretty good and i did watch the conjuring 2 somewhat recently and that had some good stuff um but oh well and of course halloween i mean halloween was 
Yeah, it that was scary for for <laughs> pretty much my all my teenage years. Yeah, I'd say like those four movies. How about you, Marcus? I don't know. It's it's tough to say because it's hard to. Oh, and I forgot. Of course, the first one. Sorry, an American Werewolf in London. I mean, I couldn't even like watch it the first time. I just had <laughs> to <right>. listen. <laughs> <laughs> Things like Open Water is like terrifying. Uh, that was good. If, yeah, that was really good. The some things like that. I don't know if I have one that just stands out as like oh that just like like a memory burn. I'm still like remember it being a scary movie. Well, Jaws was always like pretty yeah, scary. Jaws was great. Yeah, yeah. The the Jaws one, that, that very first shark attack when it comes out of the water. That's a that's an all time scare for sure. That's what I'm trying to think. It's hard to go back and think about like what would be. I think that's, that can be our goal is find a movie that scares us. Now. Yeah. Yeah, I've been disappointed because I've seen some of these movies that are on the list. Yeah. Because I literally, I think I literally went like probably 20 years without seeing a horror movie. And, uh, but I'd heard about some. And so I really sort of went in with high expectations and I'm like, wait, what? It's really not that, that scary. Um, I'm yeah. like anything on our list, like is a girl walks home alone at night. Is that going to be like really scary or is it just going to be a little disturbing or something? You know, I, yeah, I just don't know. know. I, I watched, uh, what is it, um, Let the Right One In, and like that wasn't really scary at all. I think um, what we have to do is you have to go to these movies, like in a movie theater where it's dark and you get the tension and you're like in the dark place with other people and stuff too. Like, yeah. That would well, every time we go to watch one of these movies, I specifically watch it at night in the dark Yeah, to try to you know get, get the most out of it that way. Yeah, I agree. So, Colin, if you're watching one of these horror movies on your iPad while you're sitting on the toilet or whatever, it might not be as impactful. <laughs> no, no. But it's, it's, it's usually like in the late afternoon. I've, I've, you know, it's it's a semi a semi dark room, but it's not certainly like at night with all the lights yeah. off. I should try that. Yeah, yeah. But then I, I but then what's going to happen is I, I'm going to be like, I could have finished. I was too scared. All the lights are off. Like what are we? And Emily's gonna be like, "Why are you, why are you turning on all the lights? I'm trying to sleep." <laughs> all right. Well, maybe we should. Uh, you guys want to make a make a pick? What's our next horror movie? I don't know. Had, I, I'd really like to, to find something that's actually scary. Scary. Yeah. So yeah. request out to the real DMC community. Can you guys send us some recommendations on some genuinely scary horror films? Thanks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> now we're waiting <laughs> oh wait wait we have to i, I would like to first. see i'd like to see don't don't breathe that, that would be fun yeah. um i think that'd be a good next one all right and with that i think we have closed out our discussion of 2005's the descent i think overall we think it's a pretty good movie definitely think the first part of the film is better than when the creatures show up we just kind of like the overall feeling of claustrophobia and tension uh, and we also believe that the character Juno is a is an untrustworthy bitch as a friend, and so we recommend if you know, <laughs> if you go out hiking or caving with somebody, make sure that you do your due diligence, understand where you're going, and have your own maps because you just can't trust your friends. Just remember that. Just remember that you can't trust your friends. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> Don't trust anybody. That's that's the takeaway here. All right, and with that, this is the Friday Night Frights Real DMC Edition. Signing off. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.